Here we go. Hey there, folks. This is your host, Cameron Ivey of Privacy Please, and thank you so much for tuning in each and every week. If this is your first time, welcome to the show. Tell your friends about it if you like it. If you don't, let's just pretend you didn't listen to it. Thanks again for coming in, and we hope you enjoy the show. Chain, chain, chain. Chain of food. All righty then, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Privacy, Please. I'm your host, Cameron Ivey, alongside my other host, Mr. Gabe Gums. We don't do co-hosts anymore. We're just hosts. You know what? Host. I just made that up right now. It's it's just, just yeah, we're going to fly with it. That's how it works, though. Like, if you just, yeah. if I mean, you, it, it said it is now true. It is a statement. Yeah, I don't want to, I'm tired of saying co-hosts, because, you know, we're one and the same. No one says co-parent. Does anyone say co-parent? I guess they do. I don't I like mean, it either. Yeah, if you're gonna so they use yeah. it as an adjective or a verb, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, but as a but, noun, uh, co-parent as a noun doesn't work. You just you just call them parents. Like this is right. this is my mom and my co-parent. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, I meant dad. <laughs> <laughs> dad looks down uh, at you like, Gabe? "What did you just?" I'm well. How are you, sir? Good man. Yeah. Got some, um, uh, you know, life. Life continues to go. It does it does. We, the sun uh, continues to shine, and yeah, you know, comes and, uh, up another NIST, day. NIST security framework continues to change. It does, and we have questions. It does, it does. That is today's topic, two hundredth episode. Yes, <sighs> there's a button for that if you want me to use it. Use the button. All right, I got to go live with it though. <laughs> oh, it won't, it won't let me go live with it. Oh. Oh. That's all right. All right, it's okay. Post production. That's what, <laughs> what post production's for. Those of you that have listened to the show long enough know what we mean when we say post production. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we released our two hundredth episode, so that happened this week. There's the button. Big times. Also, also, just as significant in 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 the security and privacy world, NIST released version two point of the cybersecurity framework. NIST Cybersecurity Framework 2.0. It's been a long time coming. It's been many, many years in the making. Um, mm-hmm. There's been a lot of comments. I mean, the way the entire process works is they they solicit comments from the industry, from experts. There are no shortage of experts that are also already engaged in working on this project in particular, both inside and out of NIST. So it's very much a collective um, effort. NIST, of course, is a, a government entity. Uh, it is it is funded and, and, and backed by the U.S. government. Well, they say here it, it's, a, it's now added as the sixth, the governed function, which emphasizes the cybersecurity is a major source of enterprise risk and a consideration for senior leadership. And so that is the significant update to the 2.0 framework. So for those of you who just don't have the NIST cybersecurity framework memorized, it encompassed five sections prior to this update. Identi- identify, protect, detect, respond, recover. Uh, as it 
pertains to your environment, infrastructure, data, et cetera. Identify the things that require protection, protect them, uh, apply detective measures such that you know when uh, naughty things are happening, respond to any naughty things that are happening, and recover from any naughty things that may have happened. So the, the, the additional, the update to the NIST cybersecurity framework is govern. But they didn't add it as another step or another wedge. They added it as an overlay across all of those other components, which I think is, I think is good. I think, I think that sends the right message, namely that govern isn't somehow distinct from detection, protection, responding, et cetera, but that governance is an activity that must occur throughout the entire life cycle of protection. Right. I'll call it that life cycle of protection. I like that. Coin it. Coin it. Trademark. Done. It's mine. There it is. (laughs) (laughs) That's how it works, isn't it? No, (laughs) I guess. It's. I mean, you heard it here. That's how it works now. So, questions from this. Obviously, uh, I know the one that jumped up in your mind is, well, isn't there a security framework opposite of this? Or, I'm sorry, a privacy framework. Apologies. Yeah. What's why is that separate? And it has been for some time. So NIST also has a privacy framework. It is currently in version, I think, 1.1. But 1.0 was released uh, back in January of 2020. It is it is a privacy framework. And, and we've talked a lot about why we've always felt that eh, there's a lot of overlap between the two, but not really certain that they should be that wholly distinct from each other. And in this update of the NIST cybersecurity framework 2.0, I find myself questioning even further why NIST chooses to keep cybersecurity as a distinct framework from the privacy framework. Now, for what it's worth, you know, NIST actually addresses this right up front. In in the 2.0, uh, in the updated cybersecurity framework, right on page 12, um, it does explicitly state the following. I'm going to read this verbatim. Privacy risk. While cybersecurity and privacy are independent disciplines, their objectives overlap in certain circumstances as illustrated in figure six. Figure six is a Venn diagram, and on the left, it's cybersecurity risk which are associated with cybersecurity incidents arising from loss of confidentiality, integrity, or availability. And the right side of this Venn diagram is privacy risk associated with privacy events arising from data processing. And in the middle of that are cybersecurity-related privacy events. So let me go on to read. Cybersecurity risk management is essential for addressing privacy risk related to the loss of confidentiality, integrity, and availability of individuals' data. For example, data breaches could lead to identity theft. However, privacy risk can also arise by means that are unrelated to cybersecurity incidents. So there's the smoke and gun. That sentence is the reason why the NIST body still sees privacy as a separate framework. Because, quote, privacy risk can also arise by means that are unrelated to cybersecurity events. I am further confounded, confused, and maybe even a little grumpy about that statement. Cybersecurity framework includes physical protections to things like data centers, right? So it it obviously acknowledges that you you can have an impact to confidentiality, integrity, or availability um, that are not 
really the cybersecurity that are simply someone walked into a data center and removed the hard drive, right? There was a natural disaster and a location is offline. Those are not cybersecurity incidents, but yet we cover them under the cybersecurity framework as like, yes, they are not distinct. Like there are other frameworks that talk explicitly about disaster recovery. So no, I'm not attempting to conflate those things either. What I'm failing to understand here is we know that you cannot have privacy without security. It is not a thing. You can indeed right. have security without privacy, but you cannot have privacy without security. And so I'm, I'm very much failing to understand why these two are separate, especially if you added the ring of governance to include governance as one of the key pillars. Well, maybe that's a question we'll ask NIST when we tag them. I need, I need an answer. I, I'm just curious how, how we arose to that decision. The, the document clearly does point out why it, it thinks that with that little sure. anecdotal blur. But I think, I think part of the problem with both privacy and security is that as long as we continue to treat them as these distinct practices, we're going to end up with the outcomes we have. Here's, the, here's a really good example of that. Cybersecurity treats ransomware as largely a confidentiality risk, namely data loss. Now, those of us following along at home would have remembered that the Verizon Data Breach Investigation Report from last year, 2023, very accurately points out that availability is the number one impact of ransomware. It Cross the threshold. Two years ago, data loss was. No longer is the case. Availability is the number one impact. What, where am I going with this? Cybersecurity is still treating ransomware incorrectly. If the impact is availability, then encrypting your data doesn't protect against availability attacks. Because if I re-encrypt the data, you've also lost access to it. You know, what, you know why this is a problem? Because we keep separating CIA confidentiality, integrity, and availability across this line of security and privacy. It's this Venn diagram should be one circle. It's one circle. The cybersecurity framework and the privacy framework, I do not, do not genuinely think should continue to exist as two distinct entities. Yeah. Now, is this, it says that the, the 2.0 version now applies to all audiences, industry sectors, and organization, organizations um, instead of just critical infrastructure owners. I didn't, uh, I didn't know that. I think that's a great, great update. So a lot of times NIST documents are published with an intended audience um, of critical infrastructure owners, both public and private. Um, and that can be everything, of course, from banks to, uh, to, to, you know, other government ent- or to, I'm sorry, to government entities. Um, yeah. There are government banks. So didn't, yeah, nonetheless, <laughs> public and private sector, but largely critical infrastructure. I, I really do appreciate that uh, this has expanded itself to include all verticals um, because everyone suffers from cybersecurity incidents these days. Everyone does. Uh, yeah. If you now acknowledge that the cybersecurity framework covers all entities, not just critical infrastructure. You've also just included all of the entities that are responsible for individuals' data. So so uh, to add on to that, Gabe, um, the framework added um, emerging threats rooted to artificial intelligence and quantum computing too. 
What does this mean? I'm hopeful that it means that uh, we now have a framework that others can use when thinking about threats against artificial intelligence and quantum computing. Um, or I should say in the second, the, the inverse of that, how quantum computing can affect what mm. we already do today and, and the threats that will emerge from from successful quantum computing. The primary risk there, of course, being um, a privacy one, right? Like the, everyone's <laughs> worried that quantum computers will lead to the ability to decrypt information that is currently otherwise very well protected. A privacy issue. A privacy issue. Um, there's no secure network, period, right? You can't, I mean, there's no way to get around, like, even if you have a VPN. You mean that, that assumption of compromise that I love to go back to? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's, it, it is mostly a foregone conclusion with many security folks that the assumption of compromise is the best way to, to treat your networks. Um, I say most security people because not everyone has adopted a zero trust um, mentality, much less mm -hmm. the framework. Another framework put forth by NIST, zero trust, right? Um, Reauthenticate all the things, right? Like nothing should get, there should be no implicit or inherent trust throughout the systems and the network. One should assume that compromise can and or does already exist. And so you should compartmentalize and check those things. Um, mm -hmm. That assumption of compromise is... Uh, is I, I think, very alive and well in this part of the conversation. Hmm. Should zero trust be a separate uh, framework than, than CSI? Not, now that we're talking mm. about it. Um, I understand the differences between what they are intended to, to do and describe. One is implicitly just about infrastructure and... Uh, the other is a much larger component of that. Yeah, I'll just continue to be grumpy about the privacy and security. <laughs> <laughs> Look, maybe it's because that's what we do here. This is this show is rooted in privacy and security, not security, not privacy, but privacy and security for a reason. What we what we really dig into here is where that intersection of those two things live. And I think there's we will continue to see failures and be able to protect ourselves even against ransomware when the number one when the number one threat is availability, when the number one threat posed by ransomware is availability, and we keep treating it like a confidentiality problem, fail. When we keep treating privacy as something separate and distinct, then the cybersecurity uh, uh, necessity fail. In your opinion, wh what kind of challenges do you think um, organizations, especially like smaller firms, might face when implementing a, a framework like the 2.0. Do you have any concerns there? Really, it's not, it's not, uh, a, a lot of small organizations won't be audited against it. I think it is difficult for many small organizations to, to implement um, the NIST cybersecurity framework. And I think what's important for those folks is to, is to be able to, to have access to a service provider that can assist um, having in-house expertise to cover off on on these critical things is going to be difficult. Uh, the framework, however, the place to start if you are a smaller entity is with the identifier, right? Like mm -hmm. you, you need to understand your risk. What are your risks? You need to know what they are. If you are small, you need to know what they are. Um, right. That being said, when you are small, 
The answer is also somewhat fairly easy. It's everything. You can't really absorb the blow of a ransomware impact. If you get hit with ransomware, even a 50,000 or five ransom can really, really, really impact your business. It can shutter your doors. We have watched it happen. And so mm-hmm. arguably for some of those folks, uh, for a lot of small folks, the place to start is at protect. It's at protect and then measure the gap between what you have. But you can right. arguably do a, you can arguably get closer to protecting air quotes everything when you are small. So just like run to that. If for no other reason than the risk of being impacted by something like ransomware, I'm just going to use that because it's, it, it, it's the highest ROI attackers uh, have these days and, and it's not going anywhere. <clears throat> but if the risk of ransomware putting you out of business is real, then I might argue you should fast forward right to protect. Anything beyond AI and com- um, quantum computing that NIST NIS should consider already? T- well, I guess on top of combining the privacy framework, is there anything that you can think of from your perspective on something they should be looking already at implementing for the next phase of the future? I'm out here armchair quarterbacking, but for the record, I did submit some of this feedback during an open call for feedback. So none of what I'm saying here is new at the moment. Um, It has been a very long time that we, 200 episodes and counting at this point that we've been talking about that intersection of Mm -hmm. security and privacy, of just how intertwined they are. And I did. I, I, I went through the thing and I, I, I submitted that feedback. I don't think I have uh, anything else that's really you know, salient to, uh, to call out here. Um, I, I want to give credit where credit's due. This, this, this update is amazing. This update yeah. is incredible. It's, it is, I am, I'm excited to, to watch folks adopt this in the real world. Um, yeah. I'm hopeful that it's also an opportunity for some of those organizations that had not gotten to maturity in one. Maybe they take this opportunity to get to maturity now on, on 2.0. This is, this is kick butt. This is absolutely kick butt. I think we have work to do. I think we have, I know we have work to do. I know we have. Well, yeah, to that point, wake up, people. Wake up. If you haven't, if you haven't done anything yet, you might want to jump on it. Now's a good time. Yeah, now's a good time. Now's a good time because it's, it's live. It's not just it's a, not. Uh, it's not just a draft. It's, uh, it happened. It's real. It's real. There's a lot of good <clears throat> things in this. Um, yeah, absolutely. The, I think one Love of the most, it. yeah, one of the best parts about it too, is it introduces organizational contexts. It's at mm-hmm. the top of uh, the governance chart. And organizational context is a thing that's been missing from a lot of cybersecurity practice, a lot of cybersecurity practice. It is the thing that is missing from a lot of privacy practice. That lack of organizational context is what leads leads to such uh, um, exposures. Well, give us your thoughts, people, um, listeners. If you have any insights or questions, please shoot them our way. Unless I disagree with them, in which case, yeah, I mean, bring them. those too. <laughs> Gabe wants it. He's just saying that he doesn't want it, but please send them. <laughs> um, <laughs> at him, at him. <laughs> it's okay. He probably won't even read it. <laughs> He tries to stay off the socials. So you can email him here at. <laughs> That's G-A-B-E-R. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Well, Gabe, um, good stuff. Love to see this, and we'll uh, we'll stay on uh, alert for any any other new changes and anything with the privacy framework if there's any. But we will at NIST and see if uh, see if somebody will respond to us on that, or maybe we'll bring them on the show. Yeah, right on. Cool. Thanks for coming this week, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Unless Gabe, you had anything? Let's go. All right. See you later. Hey, you guys made it all the way to the end. Thanks for listening. Again, if this is your first time, we really appreciate the support and everyone that's always been around since the beginning. We love you guys. Keep supporting Privacy, please. And we'll always have new content each and every week. Cameron Ivy, over and out. Thank you.